All right, welcome to Old School, everybody. Jank Uger, Adrian Lawrence, Ben Glee with you guys. Sorry for the delay, it actually was a technical issue and not just me being late. Uh, okay, it does happen. All right, we're gonna talk about Kid Rock. Uh, he's apparently cheating on non-Bod Light with Bod Light. Uh, and we are going to talk about uh, Biden petting a dog, cuz that is obviously illegal and wrong. And I'm glad the RNC is taking time out of their day to call it out. Uh, I'm just outraged by it. There's so many things I'm outraged by. I forgot what they were, but I know I'm outraged. I know I'm super outraged uh, because that's what we're all supposed to be 24 seven. So on old school, we do we do take it down a notch sometimes. But I actually, kidding aside, I do have something I'm actually outraged by. And funny enough, it actually has to do with policy unlike all other issues in America. Um, and that's about healthcare. I'll get to that in a little bit uh, as well. It's a little bit cranky today. I'm going to tell you guys about that. Uh, and of course, um, old school is brought to you by whoever I make up now. And in this case, it's Justice is Coming. Uh, it's my book that's coming out in about a month. Uh, now, look at this. Finally, under a month. It's almost here. Justice. That's the title of my next book. Justice is almost here. Uh, okay, anyway, you can get it at tyt.com slash justice. Let's get on that bestseller list so that Ben and Adrian can also uh, get book deals. Okay, does that make sense to everybody? Is it a deal? Yes. I like it. I like it. I didn't know it works that way, but anybody tangentially related to you, if you get a best-selling book, we then get book deals. Well, I just I just made that rule up, but since it's now a rule, I don't see any way around it. Yeah, book deal by osmosis. It. I like it. Yeah. Now I here's my that. rationale for it, uh, such as it is, which is that if one progressive, oh wait, this is another sponsor of old school, too strong coffee. <laughs> Also, another sponsor of old school <coughs> is water. Yes, water. Try it. Uh, Water.com. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but twostrongcoffee.com/tyt does in fact work, and I actually did need water, and that's water and not coffee in there because it's too late for me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, no, look, the the thinking is uh, the establishment and mainstream media not in love with progressives. And so uh, harder for progressives to get a book deal than right wingers. And partly because of all the biases and assumptions, etc. But partly because um, of Fox News. Uh, so Bill O'Reilly and others just created a hit factory. Uh, so they would just plug their books to the 3 million people watching them and they would sell like hotcakes. And books don't sell at all anymore. So Bill O'Reilly was the only person selling books for a while. Uh, and so that led to book deals for all other right wingers. And so by the time I went to go sell my book, they're like, huh, a progressive, huh? You think so? Okay. And so if, if I get on the bestseller list, it it does, it could open up the doors for other people and get people thinking in a different direction. So have you have you thought about changing your book title to like killing Robert E. Lee? <laughs> I mean, how many times could he milk that thing, right? Okay. And, and I've never read a word of any of it. Have you? Do you guys even know what it's about? Like killing JFK? Is he is he writing about like who actually killed JFK? What is he? What is he writing about? Do we know? I think he mostly talks about how he wants to loofah JFK in a shower. <laughs> well, who doesn't? 
Well, <laughs> well, back in the day, that was a legitimate question that Adrian just asked. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, who didn't is the question. Yeah, apparently, dozens of women did want to and did. Yeah. Um, and that was a different day in America. Uh, but uh, so, but it is it like <laughs> that would be hilarious. I like Ben's idea a lot of who killed Robert E. Lee, and then you just start going down a list: who killed uh, Stonewall Jackson? Um, wait, was Stonewall on our side or their side? Stonewall was on their side, right? See, this is what happens when you don't teach critical race theory. There you it's go. Like, <laughs> or just basic history. Yeah, no, Stonewall no was on their side, Sherman was on our side. Uh, okay, I got it, got it. Are you it. sure, man? Yes. yes, because of the- Ah, cute, cute. You see what I did? I got there? it. Thank you very much. I was there, uh, I was with you. Okay, all right, have you guys ever written uh, anything longer than an essay? You mean like the book behind yes. me? Yeah. Okay, exactly, so that's what I wanted to ask about. So Adrian, what's the what? Tell me about your book. Oh, uh, so my book, Staying in the Game: The Playbook for Being Workplace Sexual Harassment. Yeah, I wrote that in 2018, 2018, 2019, something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, Award-winning, must-read. I just actually talked about it on a show right before here. Um, but yeah, it was a good experience. If that's what you're asking about writing it. Well, um, so yeah, no, I just wanted to just generally know about it. First off, um, how long did it take you to write it? Uh, it actually took me like just a few months. Like it didn't take me very long, but as it turned out, I was suffering from PTSD, so I was in like uh, fight mode. <laughs> So I just sat and wrote and wrote and wrote. Um, yeah, and if you just organized uh, in, and also you can self edit. Uh, I didn't find it to be a difficult process, it was fun. Yeah, no, me too, that's why it only yeah. took me four years. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I I only wrote 600 pages and had to edit out 300 of them. But But yeah. I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> I've written two unproduced screenplays and two unproduced wow. teleplays, so I'm very excited. Those have to that. be hard, though, right? Because like a book, I, I was just like a bunch of essays, as far as I was concerned, uh, just chapter by chapter. But like a screen, like whoa, that yeah, screenplays like are very challenging, as are TV scripts for sure. And then I wrote many episodes of television that were produced, which is even harder because. It's on the air, so you better deliver the goods, you know? Yes. Yeah, you know, I just remembered that I was a professional writer. It's <laughs> hilarious that I forgot that. It's not in any of my bios, it's not on the book, it's not anything. What did you write? Yeah. I was a TV writer. I I wrote the show that we did in Miami that Ben Mangrus was the host of. Wow. And it was, get it. Load of this, such a Jenkin Ben Manquist thing to do, and and you guys will instantly go, oh yeah, that makes sense, when it makes no sense at all. Uh, it was a combination of The Daily Show and 60 Minutes. Okay, all right. I get that, okay. longer yeah. form Daily Show. Yeah, so what we would do is Ben and I would write, uh, I was the head writer and he was the, the lead anchor. And we would write uh, all the short stories together the ones that Ben read, and then the we would then pitch the reporters on other stories, the longer form stories, and the reporters kicked ass, and we won a whole bunch of Emmys, and no one watched. It was lovely. What was uh, it called? 
so the station was called Whammy, Whammy in Miami, which is already funny. <laughs> um, and uh, it was part of USA Broadcasting and Barry Diller was trying to make it the seventh network. Ah. Um, and it didn't work, so, uh, yeah. But the show was called what? Whammy no, in Miami? Yeah, yeah, the channel was called channel. Whammy in Miami. And then the show was called The Times. So we would have like a segment called Sign of the Times. That was my clever writing. And you won Emmys for this? These were obviously local daytime Emmys. A? You know what, Ben? This man is sharing with us a success in his life that he is proud of. And you are sitting here, I squint like a damn pirate, asking yep. questions in a way that is, Jank, I am proud of you. Continue. Thank are, you. are you sure they were real Emmys? <laughs> yeah, no, they were enormously real. They were also enormously local. And they were also enormously not mine. Uh, the reporters won them. I did not. <laughs> I also love that me having won zero Emmys is making fun of you for having won Emmys. Exactly. Yeah, no, but I didn't. I want to repeat, I did not win any <laughs> Emmys. Okay. But you wrote on an Emmy winning show. Hey. Hey, hey, you know what? By the way, that would probably lead in some folks' bios. Yes, right? it would. Yes, it like, would. Whereas I forgot that and then I, by the end, I wasn't just a head writer, I was a supervising producer, basically ran the show, right? So the producer and writer of an Emmy winning show is kind of a cool thing to put in your bio. It is, and you should. It's true. On my game show, Idiot Test, we had a contestant once whose name was Noemi, and I said to her on air, that's how a lot of people refer to our show. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, by the way, interestingly enough, one of the co-founders of TYT here, Dave Kohler, his mom is named Noemi. Oh, wow. And TYT has won no Emmys. I mean, is this is, a pattern? Is I don't TYT know. eligible for Emmys? Yeah, I don't think we're eligible, right? Well, we technically could have won one for the current TV show. And we could have won one for the fusion TV show that we had. So uh, so those were possible, but alas, uh, no Amy Kohler. Uh, My, <laughs> and by the way, I totally do think it's, it's legit to put any like award related things in your bio. My bio says host and executive producer and head writer of the Emmy nominated idiot test. And it was, it was nominated for like best set design, but ah. which I didn't have much to do with. But the show was recognized in some way by the Emmy people. That is yeah. good. That no, is but creative that, writing. Thank you. And, and you know, first of all, you're highlighting your creative writing. I agree with Adrian. Boom, there you go. Second of all, um, you, you you totally sold me on it. You're you're right. I'm thank I'm you. I was writer and producer of an Emmy winning show. We won many Emmys. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And A lot by of the shows way, are completely ignored by the academies. And uh, clearly, my creative writing skills I just displayed. Prove that my screenplay should have been picked up. True. Yeah. Well, true. Uh, you could put that in your bio too. Screenplay that should have been picked up. Possible, <laughs> possible Oscar-winning screenplay writer in a different version of reality, in a different multiverse. Yes. That seems less compelling. Um, I but get it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, come to think of it, I probably assigned some of those stories. So Emmy winning a signer. There you go. <laughs> I think that that works. 
<laughs> By the way, one of the ones that I think we won the Emmy for, and I should go back. I should ask Ben and and we should go back and figure out how many Emmys we won. We're so bad at this. But I mean, people think I'm like good at hyping. I I actually I don't hype half the stuff I've ever done. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, one of them was for is you'll get the sense of how serious people we were was for uh, meter maids that park illegally. Oh, uh, so Lord. our so our reporter would go bust meter maids who parked illegally, and then he would be like, "Did you pay for that slot? Because it looks like you're out of time." Uh, <laughs> and but then we caught like you know, we did one Emmys for serious stuff too. Ben got assaulted and and uh, with a lead pipe by some scam mover that he caught. Mm-hmm. Another one told John Mattis this is my favorite. I still remember to this day. Lady opens up the the door on some scam operation they were running, and Mattis is asking her like tough questions. She's just like the receptionist or whatever she is, and she goes. Uh, I forgot what she said about how they're not answering questions, but then she went, poof, be gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the one line I remember from my Emmy winning days. Again, I did not win an Emmy, just to be clear. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so let's do some stories. Um, first, uh, this outrage, Biden goes to Ma- Maui. Uh, finally, uh, to uh, you know, uh, empathize with the people uh, who suffered in the fire. By the way, I always think that going to places is the single most overrated thing that politicians do. But anyways, um, here he is interacting with a dog. You know what we should do? We should do a new game called Find the Controversy. Okay, so let's see if we can find the controversy in this clip. My What's the boss's name? Listen, how you do, pal? You guys catch the boots out here? That's a hot crown, man. Okay, so this just broke, so you guys might not have seen the story. I don't know if you have, but if you haven't seen the story, you don't know what the controversy is. It's All right, you. let's do our first rendition of guess the you know, find the controversy. Ben, you lead off. I I'm sure I know what it is. I've not seen this footage until right now. I'm sure Fox News said, "Can you believe the president broke protocol by petting a service animal that is supposed to be there for work? You can't pet and distract them from their work task of being there for recovery and blah blah blah." Okay, good guess, good guess, everybody. Woo, Emmy winning guess, okay. Uh, So now, uh, Adrian. I would think it has to deal with Biden's inability to keep his hands off them bitches. Oh, (laughs) okay. That is something he's gotten into trouble for before. Okay, so that's a good guess, excellent guess. Did he sniff the dog as well? No, he did not sniff her, uh, but, uh, but. Snitches get bitches. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Okay, um, okay. To be fair to you guys, this was literally impossible to guess, and I'm not even sure what they mean. But let's show them the tweet, Marisa. Go ahead, put it up. Um, so RNC research. So this is actually the official Republican Party, not some rando troll on Twitter slash X slash whatever other thing we're calling it. Uh, so they say Biden. 
gets distracted by a dog, quote, that's some hot ground, man. What? Okay, now that you've seen it, find the controversy. <laughs> I still don't understand it. What is that? <laughs> what? Like literally, do you guys understand what the controversy is? He got distracted by a dog? Oh. Are we? Are we not supposed to pet? Like what? What are they talking about? Uh, yeah, I, I I'm at a loss. <laughs> okay. That's some hot ground. What? So he said at the very end, he talked about the boots, yes. and then said like, "Oh, that's some hot ground, man," because the ground is apparently still hot. Yes. But what does that have to do with getting distracted by the dog? And why is it wrong to point out a hot ground or pet a dog for a second? Did like, he then it, think it was a hot dog and try to eat it? Is it because See, of dog paws and the fact that paws can be sensitive and they shouldn't be on hot surfaces? Anybody's guess is as good as ours because now, like, it, this is a thing. You know, we, we talked about this many times with Obama. Uh, the tan suit got criticized once he was holding coffee while giving a salute. And that was apparently some sort of federal crime. And and once he put mustard on a on a hot dog, no, I'm sorry, on a hamburger, and that was on American. And of course, everybody remembers a terrorist fist jab, which is <laughs> otherwise known as a fist jab or a fist bump. Um, and, um, and so now the right wing is just like, it doesn't have to make sense. And by the way, remember, these are the same guys that say Donald Trump can break 200 laws in a row and it doesn't count. But if you pet a dog, you've been distracted. It is a big problem, man. We're really angry. We don't even Trump know what we're angry about anymore, but we're he angry. regularly humps the American flag and nobody cares. Yeah. So then the deputy White House press secretary needlessly answers back. No, and are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Andrew Bates, apparently that's who that fella is. Uh, and he writes, he's petting one of the dogs that's working hard searching for remains of survivors who've lost loved ones so that lo so survivors who've lost loved ones can have closure. This criticism is classless and stupid. Okay, yeah, that's fair, except I don't e still even know what the criticism is. Yeah. But now, that said, can I can I can I flip slightly? That is ridiculous criticism. But I watched a little bit of his live remarks. Um, I guess right after that happened, and Biden is out of touch, man. I don't understand. He's there for a disaster, a horrible tragedy, and he riffs the beginning with a bunch of jokes that aren't even funny, are not necessary, make everybody uncomfortable. He says like, Senator. Uh, Oh, Ono's here, and my 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 friend's name is Ono, and, and we got here the governor. He looks like a linebacker, man. He looked like your bill, like a linebacker, folks. And they're all like, mm-hmm. And, and then he goes to prepare remarks, and he's like, "This is unspeakable tragedy." Well, if it's unspeakable tragedy, you shouldn't be riffing funny anecdotes up top. Yeah, you know, Ben. I, so of course I didn't see that, but I, you know what that is? I think I think that's old school politics that just feels super anachronistic right now, because like Bush would do that, and the press loved it. Like <laughs> they, I, I chapter five in my book. Uh, I don't know if you guys know I wrote a book 
I barely <laughs> ever talk you about did? it. Yeah. Um, so uh, is about the media, and and I go back to some old examples of Chris Matthews and others fawning, fawning over politicians like George W. Bush and Fred Thompson, and funny enough, Rudy Giuliani from back in the day, and uh, and Bo- and Bush would just come up to the podium and be like. Hey, there's a big stretch. And all the reporters would be like, <laughs> he's so great. He's so great. He's so personable. <laughs> he's so he called the guy that he's tall and he called him big stretch. He called him big stretch. <laughs> and so like yes, that- but not after, but not after disasters. He didn't stand on the rubble at 9-11 and say, Rubble, we're here on the rubble. It reminds me of Pebbles from the Flintstones. That was a great cartoon. Anyway, they will all be hearing from us soon. Even W knew when not to riff when at the site of a terrible disaster. Yeah, and to be fair, he did get into trouble when he uh, said, <laughs> you're doing a heck of a job, Brownie. Oh uh, God, yeah. what was this? Don't say it, Katrina. Yeah, Katrina. Was Katrina. Yeah. It, it was about his, uh, the guy who was in charge of the- uh, Michael uh, Brown. Is it Michael Brown? Yeah, I know his last name was Brown. I forgot what his first name was. Michael Brown, I think, head of FEMA, and he was doing the worst job ever. And he goes, "You're doing a heck of a job," and he got he got secured. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and Brownie was his cute name for Brown, which it like Ben's right. In the catastrophe context, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But like normally, when he called people like things like Brownie, reporters thought it was like the most delightful thing they have ever heard. Which actually makes me think that reporters lives are really like quite sad. If that's what they think is like really good humor. Like I, I this one sticks with me too, I like the most random things stick with me. That they thought it was so amazing that when they were on the plane together, I think this was during the campaign. I don't even, I said Air Force One last time, but I'm not even sure it was Air Force One. Anyway, he, he rolled an orange down the Lane of the of the plane uh, to the reporters who were in the back, and they were like, "Ah, what a great guy! What a personable, charming guy!" And I'm like, "Man, your bar is so effing low, <laughs> I can't even see it." Rolling it might be, in orange. It might be one of those things where it's like when your boss tells a joke, you laugh. That's what they. That's what they may be doing because you know they want to have access, and so they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but Ben, to your larger point, yeah, man, Biden is frozen in time, man. He just is. Everything it's he does, very weak. Yeah, like he's and got. He's got 1970s to 1990s written all over him. He does, and I mean, I don't. How is no one like? Why does he wear the aviators constantly? He gave a press conference about a tragedy, and after those jokes, the whole time he's wearing huge dark aviators and the hat. Can't see his face. You're supposed to be empathizing with his eyes. The whole point of these visits is the empathy of them, if there's any point to them. And you can't see him. He's clearly reading prepared remarks. I mean, it's the 800th time that he. Reference the incredibly sad tragedy of his first wife and daughter dying in that car accident. He was reading it like he wasn't even like personally emotional. And he just like, can they say, take off the glasses when talking about mm-hmm. death, maybe? Mm-hmm. You know, Ben, I, I did I didn't know that. And so I get a bunch of things out of that. Ironically, first of all, the the one time he shows empathy was towards the dog. And then he gets criticized for it, right? Like it's we live in a 
topsy-turvy Alice in Wonderland world where everything's upside down. And, um, and but the second thing I get out of it is, like this is, okay, there's so many uh, things here. But this is part of why Trump um, has done well enough to have won once and still be in contention. Because even though he says crazy things and totally irrational nonsense, and most of it is lies, etc. Most of the time, he's not reading from a prompter, and it gives the ironic, fake feeling of authenticity, right? Whereas with Biden, he's a traditional politician, and they just yeah. read from the prompter and they go Which. to their old props, and 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 so just Ben, on that note. I mean, it's funny you say that because in chapter five, I talked about all these props that they use, right? Fred Thompson used to have a red pickup truck that he would drive his limo to and drive his limo from. And the reporters would never report the limo, they would just report the red truck, like as if that's what he drove around, right? They all have these like little props. And for Biden, the glasses are a prop because he actually used that in his campaign posters, they would have the glasses. And so, in the 1990s, that meant like, oh, you're Tom Cruise, you're cool, you've got the aviator sunglasses. And I don't know if regular people just liked it, but like reporters loved it. And then mm-hmm. we well, tell the American people he that. was cool. Well, I, I really have to say all. about the glasses though, is it hides your age. Like, and right. subject to, like, who knows how old Lenny Kravitz is? Like, get the hell out of here. That man has, like, glasses tattooed on his face. And so I think Biden yeah. is trying to conceal as much because, hey, if he doesn't have to remind everybody that he's got one foot in the grave, why do it? And it hides the not just the age, but the bewildered look in his eyes when he's talking half the time. Like he, he literally couldn't read any of the people's names that he was thanking up top. Struggled with all of them, but at least you didn't see the eyes going, Senator. Uh, uh, uh. Instead, you see Senator. Uh, uh, and you're like, that's mysterious looking for names. He's being cool with the pauses. But it also leads me to a conspiracy theory of my own, because. I haven't seen him publicly make a lot of gaffes recently, like he did so much more years ago. I think he wears the glasses all the time because there's a prompter in the glasses. Even when he's doing off the cuff remarks, someone is typing or doing voice to text in real time right into it. That's very yeah. Ethan Hunt. Lovely. You see that now we've got a couple of Tom Cruise references for him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe okay. he's a body double. Oh, oh yeah. Well, but the doppelganger is also very old and kind of hapless. And constantly does gaps. Yes, so. yes. And I would like to question you on the way you pronounce that word. I was gonna bring it up. Continue, yeah. Ben. Okay, go for it. How do you pronounce it? Doppel. Doppelganger. See, it's one of my glitches. No, um, I don't think it's a glitch. It just might be a difference. I you, consider it a glitch. I know. I was trying so to. So you myself. guys think doppelganger is the correct pronunciation, and I'm going with doppelganger. And Adrian's yep. being generous and saying that that's. Potentially also correct. Well, it's like, no, I was just being nice. But it's <laughs> okay, like, yeah. like when I, I like to ask people, what is that fruit? It's not a nectarine and it's not a peach, it's a little smaller. It starts with an A. Oh, apricot. Or, how do you say it, Jane? Ah, see, there you go. And then the same thing is uh, your father's sister. Who is she to you? 
Aunt, not aunt. Uh oh. Aunt. Aunt. Uh, that's my auntie Beth. Yeah. I say. Aunt. Oh, I know. A lot of people say aunt, and uh, I, and I'll allow it. It's a rare moment of generosity for me, but but I'm generally opposed yeah, sure. to it. Uh, I I allow that too, but they aunt not do it. Oh Lord! But also, if anybody says Oregon, I'll just rip their lungs out. I yeah, just, that's fair. No, it's Oregon. And then they'll be Oregon. Um, uh, okay, all right, yes, we're here but, all week. All right, yeah, exactly. Wait, but doppelganger, there was something I was gonna say about it. I don't remember, never mind. Okay, I just wanna be clear, uh, Ben's theory is made up. Um, there's no proper in the glasses. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that that's a fact. Why is he, why, I don't, I don't think there is, I don't think there's a fact that that is, but why could it not be? I mean, okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try here to see if I could read. Yeah, By the I was way, gonna say the font's gonna be real small. Okay, you could read. <laughs> no. Why there's sunglasses? Sunglass. <laughs> no, I think I looked it up and they exist. Actually, I think it exists. Well, okay. yeah, it's been in Mission Impossible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me do it right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it was in here. It was the music was in here. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. What do we think? Last thing on this, and then I'm gonna move on. Uh, do we think these glasses make me look older or more sophisticated? Neither. Fair. I think slightly younger and slightly cooler. I wouldn't say sophisticated. Hmm. I think they look. I like them in person. I don't like them on the camera. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to put my prompter aside. I don't know how I'm gonna do this without a prompter. All right, let's go to Kid Rock. Um, I had other things to say about Biden, but yeah, Oregon. <laughs> so uh, you guys remember the famous video about Kid Rock, of course, let's just show it for fun. <sighs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and B. As clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and Anheuser Bush have a terrific day. Now, you guys are going to be shocked, bewildered to find out that Kid Rock, of all people, uh, has been a little hypocritical. Okay, I mean, we don't expect this of our intellectual giants, but here we are uh, in, in a fallen America. Uh, but before I get to his hypocrisy, does anyone else want to fire uh, into inanimate objects in the same way that he just did? Because I kind of do, to be honest. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna suspect that Adrian does not want to fire an assault weapon into inanimate objects. Is that a correct guess? Correct, I prefer them to be living beings. Go on. <laughs> okay, that is also a joke, just to be clear. <laughs> okay, all right, Ben, thoughts? I I don't hate the idea, I've done it. I like going to ax throwing ranges, gun ranges. It's fun to destroy stuff. I wanna go to that place where you take a bat and bash glass. That sounds oh fun. Lord. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't believe I've never done that. I have shot uh, an assault weapon uh, very, very poorly. Luckily, it was indoors and and definitely not <laughs> aimed at people. Uh, but uh, but yes, the 
the idea of doing it uh, like like smashing things, I have to confess is slightly fun. Uh, yeah, and that's that's probably uh, the male ape in in Ben and I. Let's just keep it. Yes. Right. I don't okay. even need to put ape on there. I think that's just a difference maybe between men and women. Generally speaking, women want to smash stuff less. Uh, that's not true. I have, when I worked at a car dealership, the men would often talk about their wives breaking glasses and plates when they were angry and like just smashing them on the ground. Fair enough, and Miranda Lambert does like to mess up her boyfriend's car when she suspects him of cheating, so there's also that. True, very yeah, true. It does that's happen. the other blonde country singer, but that's fine. It does happen, but generally speaking, the, the males of our species tend to be more violent. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we, we have a very clear track record on that. I mean, look, I'll just pause for a serious point for one second, which is, you know, we're always talking about like these different demographics. So who should we profile? Should we profile Muslims, black people, Latinos, immigrants, right? Uh, now they're you know targeting LGBTQ people for reasons that no one can really quite explain. Um, and when in reality, there's one super easy and clear way to profile if you ever wanted to profile for criminals, especially violent criminals, uh, young males, period. End of question, end of conversation. If you're doing profiling and you're not profiling young males, A, you're doing it wrong and B, you're you're kind of showing us your hand uh, because the overwhelming majority of criminals are male and they tend to be young. That's the main reason why I'm glad that I'm not necessarily a young man anymore. That's I, don't I was going to make a joke about that. It's going to say you don't have to worry about that, Ben, do you? <laughs> I intentionally made it before you could, so it wouldn't hurt as much as it still does, even hearing even hearing it afterward. <laughs> I'm I'm staying out of this one, man. I want no part of that. It's okay, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Botox later. I have a, I have, yes, we will. I'm actually doing a treatment tomorrow that's gonna give me hopefully abs and like a better chest that I did not earn. So I'm nice. excited about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a bit of my Santa bag, the new bit where I tell a story about an audition that I had for one of the lead roles in an ABC sitcom to play a young man with autism. And I say I did not get the role. I guess I was not believable as young. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so, so I'm gonna get to Kid Rock's hypocrisy in a second. Um, no, I'm gonna get to it now. I lied. Uh, let's yeah. show you the picture of of this outrage in America, and people are outraged. Well, there's Kid Rock caught drinking a Bud Light at the Sky Deck in Nashville. Uh, although this fella uh, seems to think that it is highly amusing and hence the laughing crying emoji that we're also familiar with. And it puts in parentheses, celeb media have confirmed it's him. And we have further pictures to confirm that it's him because this is the scandal that America was waiting for. And, <laughs> and so it's imp it's important that we Zapruder film this Bud Light. Uh, and you can see here, uh, TMZ confirms Kid Rock drinks Bud Light beer after shooting up cases. Uh, back and to the left, back and to the left. <laughs> um, also, so, while that picture's on screen, or can you bring that back real quick? I just want to know why he's supposed to be this like, this like South 
hick hero. Why does he dress like a grandpa playing bocce ball? He, he dresses like Ben Gazzara and White Lotus too. <laughs> I, I, I think he has a balding spot back here. And so that's part of his caricature covered up, you know, because when the sun hits it, you just, it can go wrong. So, yeah, no, go cowboy hat. Uh, Don't go. <laughs> Look, I think Adrian's exactly right. Uh, it, I think that 98% of men who wear uh, hats as part of their costumes, you know how people have costumes. And like good guys and bad guys, don't get me wrong, it's not just bad guys. Like Tim Poole always has the beanie, right? Uh, but Robert Greenwald, who's a wonderful human being, head of Brave New Films, always has his glasses at the top of his head, no matter what we're doing, right? <laughs> uh, he's always like this, uh, except I know him personally and we go to breakfast together and he does use it to look at the menu. So they're not just a prop, they're real. And I checked, there was no prompter in them. And so, but for guys who wear hats as part of their regular costume, 98% of them are balding and that's why they yes. do. Yes, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. it's like, we know that from dating apps. It's like if all the pictures have hats on, yeah, you're gonna see some skin back there. Yeah, and Ben, remember he's actually from Detroit. So a cowboy uh -huh. hat would be too incongruous for Detroit and I don't know if I pronounced that right either. Um, no, he used to wear cowboy hats all the time. I'm Googling. Yep. Okay. Google. But I think that what this is, is a compromise. Like, hey, I want to wear a country hat, I mean, a cowboy hat, but I'm from Detroit, so I have to wear this instead. Here Otherwise, you go, I look Jake. too goofy. Is cowboy he in cowboy hat? hats? Many. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, his dad owned a bunch of car dealerships, so maybe he just wants to look like a skis. I wear a cowboy hat sometimes. Oh yeah, I do too. I like it. Mm-hmm. It gets you stared at. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I also I have a theory. You know, I can't see you pulling it off, Jake. To be honest, I can see Adrian and I pulling it off. No problem. <laughs> no, yeah. this fro though. This fro is so limiting, and I'm a hat person, and it's the worst experience ever. I have to go running and not cover my head. It feels <laughs> dirty. Okay, let me explain how this hat game is going to play out. Okay. So Adrian with a cowboy hat looks delightful. <laughs> Everybody's into it. It makes perfect sense. No one bats an eye. Bats an eye or an eyelash. Anyway, right. nothing is batted. And and Ben could pull off a cowboy hat, especially if he's drinking a lot. True. I the facial hair like helps. Yeah. Yes, and I definitely like a bottle of a Bud Light. Actually, when I have my cowboy hat on, it does complete the vibe. Um, maybe I'll even pop one on later in the show or in the bonus episode to give you a sense. Even though I do not have a bottle of alcohol handy, I do, but it's IPA. I don't like them. But I have a theory, an old stand-up bit of mine about cowboy hats is that's why um, people who tend to wear cowboy hats like a lot, like I wear it once in a blue. But people who that's like part of their vibe. Why it tends to be like in the South, in Texas, and these parts of the country where people kind of have these backwards, ridiculous, outlandish ideas and behaviors and shooting people up, and is because once you wear a ridiculous hat, it frees you. Once you can go out with like a 10 gallon Yosemite Sam hat on top of your head, 
social conventions just don't apply to you as much anymore as they do to other people and enables you to be more racist and mean and whatever because you're like, I already don't care what people think about what I say and do. Yeah. <laughs> That's also why they spit on the ground. Correct. Uh, so you wear a ridiculous yeah. looking hat and you go like this every once in a while, then all rules are off. All bets are off. You can do anything you like. Um, so why don't I wear a cowboy hat? A, uh, because I'm me and it's ridiculous. Uh, B, um, Middle Eastern dudes can't pull off cowboy hats because what it says is it says, I like country very much. <laughs> want to be long. I want to be long so that I wear the cowboy hat. Could be from Texas. Would be. Okay. And third of all, I'm old school, so I remember Bonanza. And and anytime anybody's wearing a cowboy hat, I always think, which one are they from Bonanza? Thereby leading me to Haas and (laughs) not the one you want. Not the one you want. Okay. So it just doesn't work for me in any way, shape, or form. But I don't like anything on my face. I don't like anything on my head. Baseball cap's the only thing. And I I never wear sunglasses. Uh, I hated the mask during COVID, uh, mainly because of hashtag freedom. Uh, Very (laughs) oppressive for you, very oppressive. Um, But seriously, I just, I hate how it feels on my face and it gets like, tickles my nose. Oh, I tickle your nose, it's okay. Yeah. But like you're supposed to wear it on top of the nose. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's not <laughs> supposed to be tickling under your nose. <laughs> That's what I was doing wrong. I was stuffing it up my nose so nothing got in. There. That's how old you are. You were the old guy with the mask under the nose, being like, "Do you mind if I come in?" And like, I prefer you don't. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys who had the mask and the mask would be on their chin, and you're like, "Oh God!" Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are Every we time in the game? pandemic that they showed people wearing masks on the news, two thirds had something wrong with the way they were wearing it. It wasn't <laughs> covering or they'd wear it and they would talk and pull it down specifically when all the aerosols are coming out. And like, oh, quick question. Never mind. All right, one more thing. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah, totally. Here, I think I got some in here. Look at this. I'm old school, right? You have masks? Yeah. Very nice. You're Jank. Are you okay right now? By the way, this one with a black cowboy hat, all of a sudden kind of badass. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, and I go on a horse and there's like, you know know what this outfit says? F around and find out, (laughs) okay. But in the old days, (laughs) does it, does it? I mean. (laughs) If with a cowboy hat and a horse, you have to picture black horse, black hat, okay? and. Uh, and then in the, in the COVID days, they'd be like, first of all, there was this guy. Yep. Okay, 70% of guys were this guy. <laughs> and then there's this guy. And then you're like, what's the point? <laughs> and then and then to your guy's point, there was this guy like, uh, yeah, okay, hold on one second. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God, that sneezing into your mask is the worst thing It's the ever. worst, I couldn't do it. Oh I couldn't do God. It. I could not do it. I mean, I just tried really hard to not sneeze. I did it once or twice, it was terrible, it was, it was hell. Oh, it you is. Know, for me, not only does it tickle your nose, but it then makes it more likely that I'm going to sneeze. And then once <laughs> wow. you sneeze, you're, in, you're stuck in that hurt locker. You also should not have been ordering pepper masks on Amazon. 
No, yeah. It's, it, look, for a while it was a it was a big seller, but uh, it, it it died out relatively quickly. Uh, <laughs> okay, back to Kid Rock and his uh, outrageous, unbelievable hypocrisy. So this guy wrote the TMZ reply, dude wrote PR stunt, Bud paid him. Oh, I see. He's charging that Budweiser is paying Kid Rock to drink it on the sly and get caught by randos. Okay, good conspiracy theory. Right up there with Ben's prompter in the sunglasses. Mehdi Hassan takes it very seriously. He says, first, he doesn't just vow to boycott Bud Light. He shoots a case of it on camera with an AR-15. That not only does he go back to immediately drinking Bud Light again, but he does it in public and gets caught. Can't make this stuff up. Nor, I would argue, would you want to? I would. I think it would be a rather dull thing to make up. Um, and and then Tim Pool, and I don't know if he's trolling, but the comments appeared to think that it was real. Said treason, uh-huh. in all caps. So, drinking a Bud Light is now. Treason, okay, if he's not kidding. And Ben Collins, uh, and I don't can't keep up with who's right or left wing anymore. Everything's so confusing, right? But he writes in Kid Rock has gone woke, and there's a lot of red sirens. So uh, this is apparently a giant controversy. Okay, so one, I don't care. Uh, two, um, are they never supposed to drink Bud Light again? Bud Light is like. Thrown Dylan Mulvaney under a bus, apologized 2,000 times. Now the left wing is boycotting them, but it's is there, and it's kind of ironic, right? Because they say can't they right wing always can't, complains about cancel culture, and now they've canceled Bud Light, and Bud Light can't get uncanceled, even though they're kissing right wing ass 24/7. Like when do we let this crap go? Or are we going to be debating Bud Light for the rest of our goddamn lives? I hope that we aren't, because it tastes like what watered down piss. Like Bud no, Light is trash. No, but that's, that's where uh, that, is, the that, line. that is so far from being blasphemy. Are you kidding? Any American beers are absolute trash. Wrong. But disagree 100%. Um, as far as um, Bud Light goes, they would have been better off to just take a stand and not try to win both sides or be wishy-washy or play the middle ground because they're just going to be hated by both sides. So they should have picked the right side, which would have been the left, uh, and just held held firm and kept it moving. Well, except 90% of their fan base was the right wing of their supporters. So I do understand why they weren't super excited about keeping 10, but hard disagree. Beer should be light and refreshing and crisp like Bud Light is always said my favorite 90% beer. of Bud Light drinkers were right wingers. I'd like to think and their ten- palates aren't as refined as most. I don't want a beer that's bitter and it's like a meal. I like a refreshing beer. This is where I align with the right wing and I will stand like by that. watered down, I stand by it, Ben. You can't back up from that. So What's this your is favorite sports. kind of beer? IPA, it tastes bitter and makes you want to feel like you're drinking eight pounds of nutmeg mixed with a with, with a burger. No, if I'm drinking beer somewhere, I generally like a wheat beer, a half. Hmm. I like but I don't. That's Bud Light, get out of here. Okay. I love it. Like I was um, nursed on Bud Light. This stuff is okay. Weird. So at least we know what Ben drinks when he's wearing his cowboy hat. Um, Bud Light. Um, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm forced into breaking a tie here on a vote that definitely doesn't matter. 
Uh, I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, Bud Light, yes. Yeah. Yes is trash. But I, but Adrian, you might ironically win after uh, I explain my vote. Um, I don't really care that much how, how what beer tastes like. I just want to get drunk. Uh, and so, like IPA is a little too bitter for me. Um, and like Guinness, what's with the warm thing? Like it's like a nice little niche, cute little thing you guys got going over there. Um, but in Ireland, but it's it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, but to be fair, neither does cold coffee, if you ask me. Um, and so, uh, but like, give me a like. Give me a Corona, give me a Bud Light, give me a Zima. Zima. Uh, Oof. Uh, you lose me on back Zima. Back in the you day. Lose me on Zima. Back in the day for no. sure. That was high school for me. Yeah, so Zima, I'm, I'm kidding around because I drank it, don't get me wrong. I definitely drank it. But I you would have too. to drink like 40 of those to get a buzz. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. Packs. And I think that you would have probably gotten the same buzz if you drank 40 sprites. Or just had like a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Yeah, so anyways, if I have a point in the story, and I think I do, it's that like we're stuck in this. I mean, you know, you mentioned the multiverse earlier, Ben. We're stuck in this multiverse that's just silly, man. Like, what are we doing? Biden petted a dog and, and Kid Rock had a Bud Light, and these are national issues. That we're supposed to debate, like, and and you know we on TYT we've said it a billion times, but these are all of course distractions so that you don't notice that they're not passing any laws that help you at all, and they're forgotten that they're supposed to, and you've forgotten that they're supposed to. Well, if you're watching TYT, you haven't forgotten, but the right wing is forgotten, establishment Democrats have forgotten. They're supposed to pass laws that help you.